that. They, they just kind of fluff themselves up. They're lazy. That they should get wet or something. Uh huh. They'll, they'll shake it off. They just shake. Huh. Well, I'll bet their happy spring is here. Yeah, well, you know, they, they didn't have any problems over the winter. That for the fact that their water froze a few times. That'll hurt. That'll hurt. They go down in the morning and give them some fresh water. Uh huh. Are they going to lay more eggs in the summertime than they did in the winter? Is that, I don't think they will because they've been doing very well. How many eggs do you get a week out of one chicken? Oh, well. Isn't that terrible? It sounds like you're wringing her neck. <laughs> Every day we get between two and three eggs. All right. Three so at, the, at the end of a month, you're going to have somewhere around a dozen eggs, and you've got five chickens? Yeah. So two or three a week each. Yeah, but you know what? It's funny, you know, there's one chicken, she, she won't lay an egg for three days, and all of a sudden she'll lay two in a row. I don't know how the timing works. <laughs> She's constipated. Oh, oh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. It just, it just came out of well, my mouth. That's the one that lays the, the blue I'm egg. Just, I'm just being incorrigible tonight. I'm being a brat. Tell me to hush up. You can you can mess up a little. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll a, and they call it an araconda, I think it is. And she lays eggs with a blue shell. Oh, I know about green shell ones. Are they the well, same? Bluish, bluish green, I you know. So they're they're about the same. Okay. Yeah. Uh, She's the smallest chicken, but she lays the biggest eggs. How, and, all right, now, if, I think I asked you this one time before, forgive me. If you went to the supermarket and had to pick out the same size eggs, what would they be marked? They, they would be larger, extra large. Well, they're pretty yeah, healthy they're, chickens. But that's some pretty good eggs. Uh, the, the one that lays the blue eggs, when you break her eggs open, the yolks are a much more orange in color than, than the other chickens. And you said they taste better. Uh, well, they, they, taste, they all taste good, but uh, hers just are really colorful inside. Yeah. Huh. Egg, How much are a dozen eggs? You know, I told you I'm a breakfast eater, so. How much are a dozen eggs in the stores right now? I, uh, we haven't bought eggs in over a year. That's what I was wondering. Patricia might know. Well, it depends on what size you're buying. Large. The bigger, yeah, the bigger ones are more expensive. But I got, hmm, I, they were large eggs, not extra large or jumbo, but large eggs. For Easter, they were on sale at Easter time for 99 cents a dozen, which is very inexpensive. Yeah, they used to have sales up here, too, but so, I, yeah. I don't pay attention. No, I guess you wouldn't. So I, I would guess, for I like to buy the jumbo eggs, 
you get a lot in the shell, and they're oh, probably a dollar fifty nine a dozen, so, and the large ones would be maybe a dollar twenty nine a dozen. So if Ralph gets five dozen eggs a month, he only gets a dozen eggs a a dozen eggs a month. Well, no, Ralph, well, you get two or three eggs a day, right? Yeah. Generally, yes. Yeah, so that's sixty eggs a month. No, not per chicken. No, but per total. But total. I was just thinking, his total brew gives him right. five dozen eggs a month. I only get a dozen out of four four weeks in a month, and three eggs a week. Oh, three eggs a day. A day? Yeah, oh, he, he can three eggs. Three eggs a day. Oh man! Okay. Right. No, you did. You you did. You did, Ralph. You said three eggs a day. So I'm thinking that way he's getting five dozen a month. So yeah. so his chickens are saving him. Uh, uh, chicken are saving him ten bucks a month. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I think they mixed up in chicken feed. Uh oh. How much are chicken feed? Chicken feed. <laughs> you gotta feed them. You do. How much? Yeah. How much? That's a good question, Weldon. How much do you spend on chicken chicken feed on chicken feed a, a month? Uh, for probably two months, I'd probably spend $30 <gasps> bucks a month. This is not a bargain. <laughs> but they're better eggs. They're better quality eggs. Oh, my word. Yeah, they, they, you know, they're so different from the eggs you would buy in the store. When you bust them and you look at the yolks, the yolks stand up. And but Patricia, thank you. Kind of flatten out. And so, he gets and he gets all that entertainment plus the eggs too. Alright, so so like how many dozen eggs is he getting a month? Five. Five and he's spending thirty dollars, that's six dollars a dozen. Six dollars a dozen oh, is a very expensive egg. No, he he spent thirty dollars for two months, so fifty dollars. Oh, for two months. Yeah. Okay, well three dollars a dozen. Very expensive eggs. We're coming we're coming out fairly but I, I enjoy them so much. That I, I really would uh, be yeah. reluctant to get rid of the chicken. Have you named them? All, have you named all of them? Do each one have yes. a name? Yes. And where are they? We don't have a Walden. You don't, but that's okay. What What are the names of the five chickens? Well, we got Sadie. Okay. Henrietta. <laughs> uh, oh no. Patricia, so, yeah. And then we got Patricia. Yeah. And then we got Lavinia. Lavinia? Lavinia, Wait, yeah. Yeah. Who, who, Lavinia, Lavinia. Why do I know that name, Walden? It was in a story somewhere or a series or a radio well, I show. I remember Groucho Mark used to sing a, sing a song with Lavinia. No, that was Olivia. That was Olivia. That was Olivia. No, Lavidia. Hmm. I'll have to put my thinking cap yeah. on there. Well, what I, had a, I had an aunt named Lavinia. Oh, okay. All right. Oh. Um, what color feathers does Patricia have? <laughs> reddish. Reddish feathers. Oh, I do like that. I I like that. That's good. Now, this is an old girl name that's not used anymore. Henrietta. 
Henrietta, yeah. I, I, I would doubt there's very many baby girl being named Henrietta anymore. No, I don't think so. I, I'm not sure there were an awful lot of people named Henrietta to begin with. I would yeah, I, say. I don't think I've ever. No. I was to Henrietta. My guess would be Henrietta wound up as Henrietta because Dad wanted a Henry and got a girl instead and so named her Henrietta. So, Well, I have um, a trivia question for you if you're in the market. I'll try. Oh, you know, you're so smart. You can do this. All right. This was a series. It was kind of a mystery detective story that featured three. I can do multiple choice on this one, by the way. Three friends, and they formed the A1 Detective Agency. Was it the casebook of Gregory Hood? I love a mystery. Boston Blackie, or the Motorway Men. You know, I know there were three characters in I Love a Mystery, so I, I kind of go with that. There you, you go. Got it. You got it. Do you know who the three characters were? Uh, I I, don't, I didn't retain their names. There was a was there a doc? Yep. Yeah, right. That was Doc Long. This guy sounded like an Englishman, but I don't. Yeah, that's right. He was an Englishman. Yeah, and, and I don't. Uh, the other guy kind of gets away from me. And 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 the Englishman in the late boy was played by Tony Randall. Tony Randall, yeah. Yes, I did recognize his voice. Yep. I can't remember the third. That was Reggie. Who was the third one? Jack Packard. Jack. Oh, silly Jack, me. Jack, Doc, course. and Reggie. Yeah. Of course, of and course. And then my oh. trivia question out there for the audience, can you remember what the name of their secretary was? Oh, my gosh. They did have I a secretary. I even heard the show when they when they found, or uh -huh. what's his face? It was yep. a, That's right. A when, Jack. Yeah, no, a, um, Doc, Doc, Doc was the one it. who was the girl chaser. That's right. And he found yeah. her in a street alley <laughs> and hired her as a secretary. Right, right. So, what <laughs> the, good. so the audience, what's the name of Jack, Doc, and Reggie's secretary? I oh my god! And goodness. I want the first and last name. I want to go for the whole kitten oh. kaboodle. And, and I have always said, googling counts. And I'll give you a big hit. She replayed the radio actress who played her, her sister with a big time movie star. Oh, that'll help an awful lot. First and last names, everybody. Her sister was a movie star. I don't know, Walden. I'm sure glad you don't make me do this for my dinner. Well, well, wait a minute. I don't, I don't know who that is. Uh, you know, Ralph has all those scrambled eggs. You don't want to shoot for them? No, not, not for that. Ralph, I've got baseball in your envelope. I've got life with Luigi in there. You've got Jimmy Durante and Dragnut. Broadway is my beat and Cavalcade of America. What do I need to add to this collection? You gave, you gave a little uh, list earlier. Uh-huh. Could you run through it a little bit? I... Okay, well, then that list was what we're going to cover tonight, but let me see. Oh, um, hold on. I do have it here. Uh, it's just in one of these folders, and I will find it. And it was, uh, let me see if it's on the 6th. I made out a list one night and said, people haven't asked for these in a very long time. Ah, here we go. 
Um, nope, that's not it either. Uh, all right, you guys just keep talking for a second. I was just thinking we're getting close to some anniversary. Ralph, do you remember when Adolf Hitler died? Did you remember hearing that on the radio? Yes. You remember where you were? Were you at home or? Oh, God. Well, I was, uh, yeah, I was living in New York City. At right. Point. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure I heard it at home. Yep. Okay, I think the first broadcast I have is on the Dick Tracy show, and I think Dick Tracy was on during the 5 to 6 o'clock hour uh, Monday through Friday, right? I think that's when you had those kids shows. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. They were like 15-minute shows, weren't they? Yep, sure were. Yeah, I, I remember some of that. Wait, you remember what was your favorite 15-minute show? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of a toss-up. I like Captain Midnight. Mm-hmm. And then I liked another one, excuse me, Hop Harrigan. That was good, too. Hop I liked Harrigan. those two a lot. Then, of course, there was the Superman and, and all those other guys. It was just a... <clears throat> you know, I would leave wherever I was so that I could get home at 5 o'clock to listen for one hour to four shows. In the middle of a ball game, I would walk off. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, I found the list of um, shows that I put together a couple of weeks ago that people haven't asked for recently. So I'll go through that, and I should do another one. I should do it tonight when we're doing a show. I've got 2000 Plus, which is science fiction-y, The Avenger, Black Museum, Challenge of the Yukon. My gosh, you know, poor Sergeant Preston. Nobody has wanted him forever. Chandu the Magician. Comic Weekly Man. He reads the Sunday comics to kids, and it's really a great show. Dark Shadows. Anybody who loved Dark Shadows on television, I've got the audios of those television shows. Dimension X, Escape, Frontier Gentleman, Fu Manchu, Gangbusters, The Great Gildersleeve, Halls of Ivy, have Gone, Will Travel, Hop Along, Cassidy, Information, Please. I've got uh, advertising jingles, Journey Into Space. Where did I get that? Hmm, okay, I've got Journey Into Space. Life with Luigi is already on your list, The Lone Ranger. Rocky Jordan was a great one. Um, Rogers of the Gazette, Roy Rogers, Superman, Tales of the Texas Rangers. I've got oodles and oodles and oodles of theater and drama shows. Voyage of the Scarlet Queen. My gosh, that has got to be one of the top ten shows ever produced in the whole wide world. And nobody's yeah, I love that one. Do you, do you have, have it? it? Yeah, you I do have it. I yeah. sent that one already. Wild Bill Hickok, and I do have a fair, fairly good collection of World War II history goodies. So, is there anything in there that made you go, ooh? You know what? I hope you enjoyed Superman. You want Superman? I would love to send you Superman. That would be, that'd be fantastic. We have, over, you, we have over 1,200 Superman shows floating around in the hobby. I have a million Supermans. And you will have them. Good stuff. Superman is this. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for uh, for being there. I appreciate you. 
Uh, well, we appreciate you, and I'm glad you're feeling better. But boy, I'm so sorry you had such a rough week. Uh, it's a little unexpected, but you know. <laughs> well, the nice thing about Ralph Leach at home. Oh, thank God. You know. There's nothing harder than a hospital. Yeah. And every 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 one I've ever been in, which happened to very many, right where your behind goes, there's a hole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right, and it's because everybody else's has been there first. Yeah, they were right in there. They they just compressed it. Yep, indeed. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad you're uh, home. I'm glad you're doing better, and um, we'll get some shows out to you. Well, that'd be great. Thank you very much, Ralph. Say good night to you. All right, Ralph. my pleasure. Good night, Ralph. Thanks for calling. Bye. Good night. I was just thinking about Jimmy Rogers was mentioning, you know, when he was attacked, mm -hmm. they had that crack 29 inches around his head. They put metal up there. He had they had 20 surgeries over the years to cut the metal down. Wow. Okay, you know, breaking into his skin. Yeah. That's a lot of surgery. Hello there, you're on the air. Hi, Roland. Hi, Patricia. There's Bob. Hello, how are you up there in sort of cold country? Oh, no, it's not cold. It's warmer here than, than it was farther north. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, it got up to, I don't know, I had to take my jacket off today. Ooh. Wow, what was it, 50? Oh, no, 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 it was warmer than that. It was 65. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, that's not warm. Yeah, well, that's, that's, yes, it is. That's bundle up weather. It's... <laughs> 65 is, in fact, it's getting, we had the door open. I, you well, know, I don't think most people, I don't know most people understand. I wear a sweatshirt when it's 65 degrees. And I close up the apartment and put on two pairs of socks with my shoes and I put jeans on. We are such wimps, Walden. Really, <laughs> we had, uh, uh, had the, uh, had the kitchen door open. But you know what? After the kind of weather that you put up with during the winter, this must have felt like a new awakening. If it gets any warmer, I'm going to have to turn the air conditioner on. <laughs> oh, good grief. Now, Bob, we just started warming up to the thought of being there before the winter arrives within that two to three day window. <laughs> And now you're going to put the air conditioning on while we're walking around with sweatshirts and jeans. Do you have box elder bugs down there? Do we have what kind of bugs? A box. What do they call them? Box elder bugs. I've never heard of that kind of a bug. Uh, they're, uh, I don't know. They're just kind of a. They don't. Box? They don't. They don't bother. You, they don't bite or anything like that. I don't think. And the, but they. Well, come are, up, a, are, are you expecting us to test that out? Whether or not they bite? <laughs> No, I, I kind of thought maybe you had, but anyway, they, they were out in, in full force today. What do they look like? Oh, kind of like a little beetle. Okay. Uh, well, you probably don't have any box elder trees down there, but... No. I won't see that. Is that where they live? Well, they must have. That's why they call them box elder. Are they, are they blue? <laughs> were they the ones that have the name, radio show named after them? The blue beetle. I got it. I know. I'm I'm so proud of me. I know. What? Why? Do you see a picture of one? 
I've never seen a picture of one, no. Oh, I thought you were Walden's, Walden's trying to make a funny. You're talking about beetles, and he wants to know if they're blue like the blue ble- the blue beetle, right? The blue <laughs> beetle. <laughs> the it blue beetle on the radio. Three times real fast. Blue beetle, blue beetle, blue beetle. <laughs> uh, I'm having a rough time tonight, Bob. Be nice to me. Kind of like the woodchuck. Oh, I can do a woodchuck chuck. How much wood could woodchuck? Oh, I said do it. Do the whole line. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? And I know that there's a second stanza or verse to that, but I don't know what it is. Do you? No. I don't know what it is, but I post more tongue twisters, but we won't. I bet you can look it up on the Internet. Oh, because everything on the Internet is true, and everything we need is up there. All right. So you two keep talking and decide on what date we're going to be there. Before I forget now, let's go back to those chickens, those eggs. Yes. You got, you got three eggs a day? Yeah, three eggs a day. That's 90 eggs a, a month. That's seven and a half dozen. That's true. Now, and how much was it? $30 for two months of feed? Two months of feed, yeah, 15 bucks a month. I think that figures out to about $1.88 a dozen, doesn't it? Well, okay. Uh, well, uh, his math is a lot half, better than ours. Seven and a half. Well, seven and a half and the fifteen to almost two bucks a month, two bucks, two bucks uh, a dozen. Well, okay, but he's thirty dollars for for two months. Right. That's fifteen dollars a month. Right, and you have seven eggs, seven dozen eggs. And he's getting uh, yeah, that's yeah, seven. He, so he's getting seven <laughs> and a half dozen. Yeah. A month and and then. So seven and a half in time. Seven and a half time two is dollars. Di- it, yeah, seven and a half time two is fifteen. Yeah. All right. Well, nobody's coming up with the second verse here. More than two dollars a dozen. So, what do you think? You think? What do you think, Bob? Is that a good deal or not? Well, the, the eggs. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't know if he should be eating three eggs a day. That's a lot of eggs. Well, he does have a wife. Well, yeah, but so that's a. That's, uh, you know, what, what, that's an egg and a half a day. There's a lot of cholesterol in that stuff. Oh, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie. Well, I mean, you're going to you're gonna use eggs on a pancake, right, Bob? Eggs in the pancake? Uh-huh. Yeah, but only two eggs, and you only eat the pancakes. You know, like... He wants eggs, you want eggs on top of your pancakes, Bob? Well, no, I thought oh, when you make... Oh, when, yeah. The... When you make, when you, well, when you make, don't... Don't some ingredient, some recipes call for eggs and pancake batter? Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, it's in there. They're, they're probably powdered eggs. The, the egg lady, always, or not the egg lady, but the, the food lady, she always feeds me uh, eggs with pancakes. Uh, as a side dish? Yeah. yeah. Do they take good with syrup on them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is, are we going to get bacon, too? Maple syrup. Are we going to get bacon? Bacon? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, see, there's more cholesterol in bacon than there is in uh, egg. Gotta leave the bacon alone. <laughs> see? Okay. All right, let's see. So I'll be better off eating sausage rather than bacon. You ever put sorghum on your pancakes? No. Uh-uh. Don't, that's never... No, I don't even know what that tastes like. Well... Oh, that's, um, that's a really robust um, molasses. Really? It, well, it's like molasses, but it's it's uh, it doesn't taste like molasses. It tastes like sorghum. Like sorghum. 
right, let me see. First and second. You kind of got to develop a taste for it. You either like it or you don't like it. Okay. Uh, it's 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 a thicker syrup. It's thick like Carol syrup. Well, so is it sort of like um, what what? Sometimes people sprinkle what the hot, really hot stuff on eggs. On eggs? Yeah, eggs. Hot stuff? Really hot. Like tobacco sauce? Tobacco sauce. That's what I can require. On eggs? Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. They must work in the woods. Well. Scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs, yeah. I mean, occasionally my mom will make available tobacco sauce. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, or salsa. Salsa, that? Yeah, yeah. Eggs, you betcha. You don't do that? No, Patricia doesn't do nothing on eggs. Right, Patricia? I don't do what I found the second birth. What do you, about my eggs? You 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 don't put nothing on your eggs, right? Um. Salt, pepper. I cannot tell a lie. All right. Sometimes I put a little dollop of ketchup. Ah. Uh, but I love them with fried onions. Scrambled eggs. You put ketchup. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that too. You know what I like on scrambled eggs? On I like pepper. melted Swiss cheese on top of my scrambled Ooh. eggs. Don't put ketchup on over easy eggs, do you? Well, I mean, wait that's minute, a minute. very accusatory question, sir. <laughs> wait a minute. You don't wait. do that, do you? Wait, wait a minute. About, if you eat a fried egg sandwich, it's okay, yeah. to have, it's okay to have ketchup. Then I'd put ketchup on that. Yeah. Oh, sure. But I can't have it on my scrambled eggs? Oh, or yeah. over easy? Scrambled. Yeah, over easy. See, when you have over easy eggs, you need grits with them. And the grits get butter, and the eggs sort of match up with the sausage, and the sausage gets a little dollop of ketchup, and then all together, it's wonderful. You don't you don't mix the eggs and the grits together, do you? That's another question that's sort of hostile. The grits. That's He's asking hostile questions, Walden. That's a side dish. She she he No, I I eat grits with my eggs. Mm-hmm. She, she, he's trying to be a good host. He's trying to know ahead of time how how to do the short order routine. He's, you know, he's giving me clues. I'll look at it that way. He's giving me clues like I'm supposed to say, oh, of course I don't eat grits and eggs together. Yeah, but you don't mix them up together, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to say no? Well, you can say whatever you do, but... That's... Yes, I do. I mix them up. Uh, but... I like grits, but that's a southern dish. I know. Unless you go to Cracker Barrel, and then you can find them there. I know. And but I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I got to go out and get some grits. Cause <laughs> I am a renegade Yankee. Yeah, I I like grits. I don't mix them up with anything. I just. So, Patricia, did you ever have grits from the north, or was that an acquired taste when you moved south? Acquired taste in the south. I never had them up north. We have hush puppies, too. Do you know what hush puppies are, Bob? Yeah. They're a shoe. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they look like like, uh, like hash browns and little round balls. Yeah, little round balls. They're fried uh, cornbread. It's a cornbread mix. They've got a couple of other things in there, but it's basically cornbread that's uh, in in little balls dropped and they and they're deep fried. Oh, hush puppies are good. I thought hush puppies were female shoes. 
They're, well, they're male shoes too. How do you get how how would you get little hush puppies if you didn't have boy shoes and girl shoes? Oh, what <laughs> those those uh, I don't know what hush puppies? Uh huh. Those are hush dodgers. Dodgers. That's what John Wayne ate in Crew Crew Grit. Or did he eat hush puppies? Oh, corn dodgers. Corn dodgers. No, no, these aren't. No, corn dodgers. What is a corn dodger? I don't know, but he was at him, and he was throwing them up, shooting at him, and everything else. Like when when uh, Hepburn was throwing them up, and he was shooting at him. Well, they. Uh, I'm guessing that they could not have been very tender, huh? They were. They were okay. But hush puppies, no, they're not hush puppies. I thought were were like. Uh, what did I tell you? See, I forgot that. That was five minutes ago when I said that. Ash <laughs> uh, brown potatoes, and then they're they come like a little. They're not a ball. They're they're like if you rolled it all out and then cut them on up and. Uh, now, is it okay, you kept upon hash browns. Oh well, if they're with eggs. But How about the uh, just a side dish. Hush puppies or uh, hash browns. Well, the hash browns are, but but these hush puppies. But I've always, but I would have called a hush puppy. And if you took the hash browns and roll them up in the, maybe uh, into an inch tube, mm -hmm. and then cut them up to one inch, and then you. Well, I don't. I don't know how she does them. I hear Patricia sigh. I think she's in the mood for food. I would like some hush puppies, please. I haven't had hush puppies forever, and you can buy hush puppy mix. Hmm. I'll have to think about that. You can't hmm. buy. Them, you can't buy them frozen. Well, these are frozen. My hush puppies? No, no, no. The ones I'm talking about. The ones that are. They're they're not corn. They're not cornbread. They're uh, they're they're hash browns. I don't want frozen hash browns. I want fresh hush puppies. I don't. I don't. Too excited about those hash bars. I'm going to have everybody eating hush puppies tonight. Hush puppies are very good. It's it's um, cornbread type stuff and it's deep fried and it will kill your arteries, which means it tastes extra good. Oh, are they bad for your arteries? Probably. They're deep fried. Okay. Who said they're bad? So you know, if we if we went through life avoiding absolutely everything that people told us was bad, we would die miserable deaths at 150 years old. Now, the last time I went to the doctor, and she does all that test and stuff like that, she tells me your cholesterol is a little high. Yeah. That's, I'm glad you told me that. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is, and your point is? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Okay, here's the second verse to the woodchuck. Okay. Uh, oh, she was going to give me some blood pressure or uh, cholesterol pills, and I said maybe I can get this down, but if I, you know, maybe get exercising again. And, yeah. And I, as I sit there in the chair, and the one gal, she says, "Did you exercise?" I said, "Yep, I'm doing it right now." And so I'm working at that. So I gotta, I can't be eating any deep fried food. Oh, man, I would take the pills. Oh. 
Give me my hush puppies. I'll take a pill. I, 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 I might change my mind, but the dietician said, "Nah, you don't have to give up everything. You just don't need it all in, in big, you know." Yeah, yeah, and make sure you avoid it for a week before you have your cholesterol checked. Uh, see, that's why two eggs a, a week is all. They yeah. I go in spurts. When, when you do your refrigerator, yeah. Has anybody said you got ketchup in there? No, but I don't. Well, you don't. No. Where do you keep the ketchup? In the cabinet. Oh. I don't think it says refrigerate after opening. I don't think. How about mustard? No, that's 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 in my spice cabinet. You got mustard in there? I've got mustard in the spice cabinet. You don't put that in the refrigerator either. No, my pickles are in there. I'm busy with pickles. You got cottage cheese in there? I ate it today. <laughs> so gone. Oh, gone. That was very good, though. <laughs> I like Want to try one more? Well, no, I give up milk. You must have milk in there, don't you? I've got milk. I've always, almost always got milk in there. Yep, milk. For sure, milk. So you did very well. And I have to apologize to Jim who said chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. I do have some chocolate in there. Walden, I still have some left. From Walden sent me a truckload of little Hershey dark chocolate, sugar-free. Yep, I sent for put her. Them in the I yep. put them in the refrigerator, so I you know, dip into them and pull some out occasionally, and there's, I still have some in there. So, that's Jim, I'm sorry. That's chocolate pretty, was correct. That's pretty good. I've been there since your birthday. That's pretty good. I know. I know. I've been doing really well. You have? So. Okay, the woodchuck. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? A woodchuck would chuck as much wood as he could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. That's the second verse. That's Do we care? Yes. Not in a heartbeat. I do. Have you seen? You care? I haven't seen that for a while, but that commercial that was on there where those woodchucks are throwing wood at the guy. That's a. It's a. It's a commercial for. I don't know who it's for, but. See, you know that's the problem with commercials. We can remember the commercials because some of them are a few anyway. Some of them are so good, and they're so good you forget what they're advertising. Well, these these woodchucks are are throwing this guy's wood into the lake. See, and they're chucking wood, oh, right. They're, oh, they're chucking the wood, see, and then he comes driving on up and chases him away, and then he hollers about him. He said, you wood chucks, quit chucking wood. I remember that. I saw that just a couple of times, but I can't recall what they were advertising. I think it was, uh, I forget that, too. <laughs> no, it's really a great. Okay, are you into cowboys? You're good on cowboys, right? Am I good on cowboys? Yeah, you're good on cowboys. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm good. Well, I've got a cowboy question for you. Okay. Hopalong Cassidy. That was William Boyd on television, radio, in the movies. Um, who was his sidekick? And this is a multiple choice, by the way. Who was his sidekick in some of the Hopalong Cassidy movies as well as radio? Was it Leo Carrillo? Edgar Buchanan, Andy Clyde, Andy Devine. Oh, boy. It was Andy. Yeah? I think it was, might have been Andy Clyde. 
That's right. Andy Devine for Hopalong Cassidy? No. Oh, Andy, Andy Clyde. Oh, I, you said Andy Clyde. I'm sorry. It sounded like you said Andy Devine. Oh, I said it was Andy. Yeah, I know. And then which one did you pick? I said, was it Andy Clyde or Andy Devine? Clyde. Clyde. Bolden, you can have... Bolden heard me say Clyde. Uh-huh. He said Clyde. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, he's got my ears all messed up here. But, okay, but what was his, what was his name of the character on radio that Andy Clyde played? Um, was he California Carlson? That is correct. You get to I keep, did good. You get to ha you get to open one of those boxes and find I out. Get <laughs> I get the contents of one of these boxes. Oh wow. Okay, Bob. What would you like in your envelope? Well, is it you're onto a new envelope now because yours is sealed and in the car, ready to go. Well, you know, you made mention of that. Have I ever gotten the, the Scarlet Queen from you? I don't think you have. Let me see. I can go back to last year. And you've got lots of stuff. No. Nope. No Scarlet Queen. Yeah, that's a good program. That's a great program. You would like that one? Sure. I would like to send it. It's a great program. Okay. Scarlet Queen it is. Now, one other little bit here. Mm -hmm. I know who the secretary was. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. okay. okay. All right. Go ahead, Bob. The secretary's name was Jerry Booker. Right. And who who played it? And it was played by Gloria Blondell. You're absolutely correct, Bob. And I think, if I remember, as I read about that, it was, uh, didn't Reggie leave and then yeah. took over in that part? Correct. What happened, uh, Reggie, uh, the actor who uh, played Reggie died, so Carlton figured they need a a secretary, so he brought Gary Booker to help sort of balance out the show. And there was a, then later they had another secretary, and we can throw that out to the audience. Can you figure out who was the second secretary on the show? The second secretary. Uh -huh. Well, Bob, I am really impressed, you know. I am so impressed. I think I owe you another CD. Oh no, that's okay. I don't. I don't want to take advantage of you. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one with a fork. <laughs> You've got Gunsmoke Volume Two in your new envelope, and the Scarlet Queen. Now, what else? <laughs> then it have to continue with the with the Gunsmoke or not? With Gunsmoke? Yeah. So you want Gunsmoke 3, okay? Yeah. You got it. Okay. Well, you have yourself a wonderful week. I'm really glad the warm weather is there. <laughs> and um, and you know what? It was really nice you guys were on Wednesday night. Oh, uh, uh, thank you. You, you know, you're our, you're our manager and our promoter. You see how much traffic you got? I know. Yeah, I know. I know. People called, and it was all our family. We haven't had a new caller in a very long time. It's been about a month since we picked up a, uh, a At week. least a month. Mm -hmm. but, uh, That's a long time. So we need somebody who is new to the family, someone who has never called before. And I know Steve is out there, and he hasn't called. 
I get an email occasionally, but no phone call. And one night he's going to call. I'm positive. I feel it. I haven't called. I have faith. Uh, Pardon? Pennsylvania. Uh, he hasn't called for quite a while. Yeah, that's true. And uh, the, South Carolina? Yep. Uh-huh. Harwood? He hasn't called. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, they have to put in an order in. That way Patricia can... Then I wonder, hope something hasn't happened to him. I know, I know, I know and we miss um, Maurice from Washington as well. We have not heard from him in a very long time, and um, you know, I sent him a couple of CDs and a couple of emails, but we haven't heard back from him. So Maurice, I hope he's listening. Maurice, we love you. Send you hugs, and just hope everything is okay. Well, maybe they're listening and they'll call in. There you go. I hope so. I hope so. You guys so. just keep up the good work. Oh, thank you, Bob. And thanks for being our cheering guy, our head cheerleader. Well, I wish that I could get some more people to give you a call, but maybe they won't. You never they know. They will. They will. They're out there. I know they're out <laughs> there. So, Well, thank you, Bob. You don't have to stay warm because you already are, but enjoy your week. Okay. You maybe we'll talk to you later. Right. Bye-bye. Just want to let the family know. On Sunday, May 19th, there will be no live show on this network. Uh, many of us will be at Frank Brzee's celebration at the Thousand Oaks Library, and we're going to be recording that. And so I'm not going to be here either? That's Sunday. Well, you typically, you're not on Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed. I was reading something. Yeah, so, but that's <laughs> Sunday, sorry. May 19th, because Bill and Kim will be out here for a couple weeks. So I'm playing it by ear to see what shows we're going to be skipping on this network. But for sure, uh, there's going to be no live show Sunday, Feb, uh, uh, May 19th. Hello there, you're on there. Uh, yeah, it's Kurt from La Habra. There he is. Well, hi, Kurt. How are you? How is Kathy? How is stuff? Well, uh, first of all, the way we always said the woodchuck thing. Oh, good. Oh, good. Tell me. The way we always said it was, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? He could chuck as much as a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. But that's the way we said it, so I don't know. That's pretty good. I like that. Well, it's a little, a, a little bit easier than what was on your, your internet thing there. That's good because my tongue had a, had a problem with it. Now can you well, say? You are good. Now can, can we, can you both you work on Sally the seashell? Susie sells seashells at the seashore, but I don't know the second verse of that. Yeah. Susie sells seashells. All right, well, you two talk. I'll do the seashells. <laughs> homework, homework, homework. Well, I don't know seashells. If, that has a, if, if that has a second one or not. But uh, let's see. Um, well, like I said, I've got my, my bone marrow biopsy coming up Monday. Okay. I've got my dental appointment coming up Tuesday, and um, he's going to have... I think either two things to to remove, or it's all part of one thing. I'm not sure. The Saturday night family might have missed what happened to you. Uh, what what tell tell the audience what hap- what your dentist did for you? Well, yeah, I had went to the dentist and had the, the two teeth pulled on Tuesday. I I had taken the access same day cab service, and it took about you know 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, to, me up and get me there on the way over. So on the way back, 
the lady up front called the uh, called access and gave them the information. And after I had been sitting there about two hours, she said, well, I better call in again and check on it. So she called back in and checked on it, and they said, oh, well, yeah, we see where you called in, but the, the cab company never acted on it. So the, the ride is still sitting here. And so she, you know, and so basically they said, well, we'll send out a cab as soon as we can. So I sat there for another hour and 15 minutes, and finally the dentist said, this is nuts. I'm going to take, I'm just going to take you home. So he did, and so I rode in his, in his car, and, and it was, I mean, it, I live about less than five miles from the, from the dental office, so it was really, it was really easy, but he just took pity on me and was, was decided that I just, you know, shouldn't have to wait that long, so he gave me a ride home. That's nice. So yeah, yeah. So I that was that was very nice. Yeah. That was very nice. It was. I mean, it was, and and very much unexpected, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, yeah, I have to go back because there's a there's either part of the root or part of the tooth or something that is still sticking up, and part of it is quite painful. Mm. So I don't know whether part of it is like part of a nerve or something, I mean, because if you hit that thing or touch it, it, it's really sore. I know the answer is don't touch that. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Well, well maybe I would. I have, friends, I have friends that always do. Well, then don't touch that. Yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't I, do that. I get concerned. I have a big heart, Kurt. I, I know you do. I know you do. I, I know. It's just... It, I wouldn't say that, would I? Well, no, no, I don't think you would, but I, I, I have some friends that definitely would. Well, maybe I would. And I would, <laughs> well, who knows, no? You would say it with kindness, Patricia. I would say it with kindness. Kurt, don't yeah. touch it. Yeah, that's, 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 a good, that's a good thing. That's good. That's, that was good. Anyway, so uh, let's see. Well, Kathy is still in the same place. Um, she has has taken a few steps, but the problem is because she's not making quick progress in on her rehab, the insurance only covers it for a certain period of time. And so they are gonna have to move her out, I think, to a, a place that's kind of like a room and board place for a while, because if we get her home, we can't, I don't think we can get her up the stairs and then, and then, Somebody, I mean, and I know, and I don't think I can change her diaper and stuff. And so, and she, and I don't think she, at this point in time, she can't walk it back and forth to the bathroom. So. Oh, wow. Well. I mean, I. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, and they said, and they said, well, uh, not being able to walk is not a, not a reason for, for long-term care. So I don't know, I don't know quite what what we're going to do, but uh, uh, it's, you know, it's up in the air, and, and uh, so anyway, mm. so that's basically, you know, what's happening, you know, from from this end. Uh, so I'm going to have a, a busy and fun week next week, um, you know, because I got, like I said, I got the dentist, uh, the bone marrow biopsy Monday, the dentist Tuesday, and chemo Wednesday, so... 
So you don't have anything fun planned for Thursday and Friday yet? Well, fun, no, nothing, nothing fun planned for Thursday and Friday. So, uh, yet they're crispy and fluffy, and the batter goes farther. So I don't know. I don't know if it's new improved this quick or a different, you know, hmm. brand or I mean a different type or what, but but they were really good. And well, it looks like just real pancakes and irresistible. Well, maybe there is a second one. I don't know. What but is the mixing ratio? I don't know. What is the mixing ratio for a Bisquick pancake mix? Hmm. I don't know. Who made I don't eat pancakes, so biscuit. we're in foreign territory here. But this is, this is waffles, though. Well, it's the same. I eat waffles, yeah. Bisquick is Bisquick is the same. It's a, I think the. Uh, is that a Betty Crocker product? You know, I don't know. Who, yeah, I don't know. Just thinking out loud. Uh, but, I don't know. They've got Betty Crocker recipes here, but it. it uh, uses a little bit of extra milk for the pancakes, according to what I'm looking at here. So maybe that's what made them better? Well, I don't know. Well, no, I, I, the Bisquick, well, but she, she, cause she always made them, she always made them the same way in terms of the, of the recipe. So it was as if it was a different, because she just thought it was a different packaging. <clears throat> so I don't know. But, um, and she puts um, oh I forget what kind of what kind of um, of she uses some kind of um, soda water like I'm not sure what she uses in there it's from an old ah recipe. okay club soda type stuff but it's it, that's yeah that's from an old recipe that she's been using for years so that's the same as it was uh huh it's this quick has a pancake um, product yeah pancake a pancake mix. Yeah, I'll have to find out. I will. I will uh, have to find out exactly well, which yeah. one she used. Can I always talk biscuit for biscuits? What? Yeah. It's, from this, it's got a shake and pour biscuit pancake mix. Huh. So maybe it's a different product. So uh, pancake can be used for waffles. Uh, a lot of yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And okay. it can also be used. I believe it can also be used for dumplings. Not my dumplings. What? I don't know who made. They were a mess. What dumpling? What dumplings? dumplings? Oh, dumplings. Yeah, I made dumplings from Bisquick, and the problem I had was that my little crock pot only has one temperature, so I couldn't make it really hot, and they just kind of spread out and covered it like something out of a science fiction movie. <laughs> It was oh, awful, oh. and it sopped up all of the good stuff in the whatever I made underneath it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was awful. That's uh, yeah. Well, th that is kind of um, the yeah. I don't know what the answer to that is. So my <laughs> was, don't ever try to make dumplings in a crock pot that doesn't have a high setting. So my question for you, Patricia, is a research. I guess you're in the research mode. Yeah. Where, did Betty, where does Betty Crocker come from? Where did the symbol come from? 
The symbol? Uh-huh. You, you mean, you mean, who was the... Who was the original Betty Crocker? Original Betty Crocker? Yeah. Maybe it was Betty Crocker. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, maybe so. Well, the image of Betty Crocker was not Betty Crocker. Yeah, I, I believe it was just a product name, and they found a model to be Betty Crocker. Let me see. Okay. Betty Crocker history, right? Right. Oh, dear. You know... Yeah, I'm going to bed. First. Betty Crocker's history. Yeah, did Betty come before the before December, or did December come before well, Betty Crocker? Uh, well, BettyCrocker.com and Kitchen and stuff ought to have it correct, right? Oh, right. Think. All right, so let's see what comes up here. Betty Crocker has been a cultural icon and part of family's food traditions, not to mention a trusted source for recipes and homemaking know-how. For more than 90 years. Now, can you tell that this is the Betty Crocker site? <laughs> Here's a look back at how it all began. A star is born. In 1921, a promotion for gold metal flour offered consumers a pin cushion resembling a flour sack if they correctly completed a jigsaw puzzle of a milling scene, M-I-L-L. The Washburn Crosby Company, a flour mill company and largest predecessor of General Mills, Inc., received thousands of responses and a flood of questions about baking. The name Betty Crocker was created to personalize the responses to consumer inquiries. The surname Crocker was chosen to honor a popular, recently retired director of the company, William G. Crocker. Whose family name had long been associated with milling. Betty was chosen simply as a friendly sounding name. Female employees were invited to sample Betty Crocker's signatures. The one judged to be most distinctive is the one that's used today. How about that? Some an, an employee actually created the Betty Crocker signature that we see on various products. Hm. Wow. So anyway, Betty Crocker was not Betty Crocker. Betty was a name they picked out of a hat because it sounded nice and friendly, and Crocker was the name of the director of the company. And there was no kid named Crocker Pot. <laughs> no, but I'll bet if Mr. Crocker ate a lot of Betty Crocker stuff, he had a indeed. pot. Indeed. So that would be a Crocker Pot, yes, indeed. A Crocker Pot, yes. Okay. I think that was good, Kurt. Yes. Hey, you know, Kara, I think they used to have, which I hear like the whole Grand Central Station, like the uh, Christmas show, they have this annual recipe contest for bake, you know, the best cake yes. that Betty Crocker made or whatever. Yes, that's where our famous Nestle's Toll House cookies came from. No Some kidding. lady submitted that as a contest submission. I don't know how much money she got and what kind of recognition, but that came out of somebody's personal kitchen. Well, I'll tell you, the, the, the lady on Grand Central won a lot of money. Didn't uh, I know, like 20 some thousand dollars or something uh, in the boy, 40s. Some of those cooking contests were just, or the recipe contests were unbelievable. And after they their recipes were chosen, I believe they had to have a cook-off, bake-off type thing so judges could actually taste the finished yeah. dishes. Yeah, that, I mean, but that was a heck of a lot of money back then. Oh, I know. I, I a wonder, heck of a lot of money today. I'd I, be happy yeah. to help. I wonder if those contests are even still going today. I don't think so. I don't. Although Martha Stewart did, Martha Stewart did have 
they had some kind of contest uh-huh. with all kinds of categories because I remember um, watching the, the the show. Kathy was watching the show one of the days that they were that they were talking about all the winners. So and they won quite a bit of money too. So that's the only one that I've heard of recently that's going on. I think you have to be able to cook in order to submit a recipe. And I don't know how many people today can actually cook, well, you know, from scratch, do stuff yeah. from scratch. Because I'm just right. thinking, I wonder how many county fairs still have the, uh, you know, contest. So people submit their cakes or the recipes. Yeah, and pickles. Pickles. And pickles, yeah. yeah. There's a county fair in my sister's county, and I don't know if it's a state fair. I think it's a county fair. If uh-huh. it were a state fair, it would probably be larger. And they have the 4-H competitions right. and pickles contests and quilting and embroidery and all sorts of things. It's really wonderful. And now that's pretty rurified. That's not a citified area by any means. So I don't know if that's pretty typical of the small areas in the country. Oh, yeah. And the latest thing I've heard of cooking-wise, by the way, uh-huh. Uh-huh. is, is um, jalapeno bacon. I heard about it on, um, on um, uh, uh, <laughs> or angels. jalapeno bacon, and I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I think I do. <laughs> I do. I, I, tell. I know. I like I like jalapenos. Okay, I like bacon. Okay, I don't know that they mix. So, but they're slight. It's slightly spicy. They said slightly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the mild stuff. Mild stuff will send you... Oh, dear now, me. Now, maybe you put your scrambled eggs on top of your jalapeno peppers, and then it'll get, you'll, you'll get the best of both worlds. Evan, help me. Yeah, I, I don't know. You. That is killing perfectly good bacon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I've had peanut bacon. Well? That's harming perfectly good bacon. <laughs> Now, now wait. Are we talking? Are we talking bacon cooked in peanut oil, or are we talking? No, they. Uh, I think they feed the pig peanuts. Oh, I, that doesn't count. No, I don't think that would make any difference. That's I mean, it's, that's like saying we have grain eggs. I mean, you can't very well feed them peppermint and make your pig taste like peppermint. Well, I don't know. I don't know if anybody peppermint ever tried. pork. What a concept. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I don't, chocolate, uh, chocolate bacon. I don't. I don't. <laughs> bacon wrapped oh. in chocolate, maybe. I. That, well, oh, I would, I would even think, I wrinkle at that one. I think yeah. you would dip yeah. it. I would think you would take the bacon and dip it in chocolate sauce. I don't oh. think so. No. This is disgusting. <laughs> Sorry, I. I think we've gone beyond the pale. <laughs> This is be- thank you, Kurt. Oh, this is beyond the pale. Boy, when you mess around with chocolate like that, you're messing with me. But I, I, yeah. I, I like the idea of peppermint pit, peppermint uh, peppermint pigs. Very good. Very good. I, peppermint pork. Um, How much pork could a peppermint? <laughs> no, we don't do that. No. We do not do that. Okay, well... Um, should we go on to a question? I <laughs> Sure. I'd be happy to do that. What are you in the market for tonight? It doesn't matter. matter. Well, let me see. I had some really good ones at the end here. Let me see. 
Um, you know that, you know that, you know that. All right. You know that. I'll throw a question out there for the family. To, they got Gary Booker. I want to know what, what was the name of Leroy and Marjorie's aunt. Oh, I know that one. Okay. I do. I really do. Okay. Okay. We've got a show. I'm going to give you the names of the characters. I want the name of the show. And if you want, I'll do multiple choice. It's a multiple choice questions. question. I have Pete, Lupo, Maggie, and Red. I think we better do multiple <laughs> choice. Okay. All right. Boston Blackie, Nightbeat, Pete Kelly's Blues, Pat Novak. Wow. Well... Let's be let's be real obvious and do Pete Kelly's blues. We are really obvious. I didn't trick you. That's very good. You know, I mean, some people would say, "Ah, uh, that's the sucker answer." I don't think so. Because no, no, because I knew I noted the I noted the, uh, the the Pat Novak for hire earlier with, which I you know the funny thing was I didn't even hear the Pat in the other one, but I heard the Jocko. Yeah. So I knew I knew it was you know I knew it from the Jocko, but wow, that was half the sentence. Pat, who was sometimes called Patsy in the show, Lieutenant Hillman and Jocko, Pat and Patsy got two billings. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of wow. I'm going to have to do a better job on the multiple choices here. Hmm, you guys are too smart. Okay, what would you like? I don't know. I. Let me see what we've got coming your way. Um, we've got, well, Mary Noble. I found a lot of Mary Noble. Um, and you've got forecast in your envelope, Jewish story, the, you know, the Jewish story oh, collections yes. and Cavalcade of Kings and Marco Polo. And I still have to put, I cover the waterfront in there and the air adventures of Jimmy Allen I already have. So that has to go in there. And after that, I've run out of things to put in your envelope. Why don't you Why don't you send me some some uh, baseball? Baseball, Kurt uh, likes baseball. Oh, I used to listen to baseball all the time when I was when I was younger. Um, I I was the, by the way to answer your the question that you and Ron were talking about, Walden. I think I think the only real the only really dynamite broadcaster that I know who is who is really identifiable these days is Vince Scully. Yep. Uh, I mean, the other ones, the, the, the other ones do an okay job, right. but, but there, there is no topping Vince Scully. I agree. And he's been with us forever. So does he count as today or yesterday? No, he's got to be, he's almost, no, he's got to be. Yes. He's, he's got to, he's, he is, I think one of the last, Although, isn't there a really old guy with the Padres? Uh huh. Yeah, G Gary Coleman, who was a baseball player uh, with the Yankees, who played second baseball in the 50s, and he's in his 80s. He was actually, uh, uh, he and Ted Williams both flew together in, in, in during the Korean War, and also Gary Coleman fought, fought World War Two. But uh, he's in his late 80s, but he's a hot, he's. Uh, Gary's known for his malaprops as a baseball announcer and being such a, a lovable kind of guy. So. Oh yeah, I've I, yeah I've heard him broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's good. I mean, he's you know, but 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 he's 
the difference in is that that Scully Scully can announce yep. anything, and and Coleman is is mostly interest interesting kind of historically. Right. You know? Correct. Correct. Interesting as a as a piece of history. You bet. Yeah. You bet. That's a good way to look at it. So. By the way, Patricia, check out your Mary Noble because because you may find that at the beginning of the series, mm -hmm. they're actually in reverse order in a lot of. That's what you said, and uh, what I did because you said that was to go back and I actually listened to a couple of the episodes and cross-reference them with Jerry Hannigan's list uh, of the individual episodes and they matched up. Now what I discovered was that a handful of them were not dated. And they they were dated on the on the list, but when they played I'm not saying this correctly. No, I know what you mean. They, they, don't. They, they weren't dated properly. And I wonder if they popped up to the top because they were supposed to be at the very end of the series. Oh, these these were shows that were, were, that were in exactly reverse order. How peculiar is that? Yeah. Well, the best I could do, I checked about a half a dozen, and they matched up with Jerry's list, but that doesn't mean I checked the correct right. half dozen. But maybe we have an opportunity to get it right this time. Well, <laughs> so you'll have so to let me know. It's also interesting because because some of the some of the really later ones uh, actually kind of go back to the to the to fit with the very beginning of the series. Ah, they made a loop. So I don't know I don't know what's going on. It's very weird. But I have to tell you, if you're going to listen to a a soap opera. Yeah. That is that is the most typical soap opera. They're mm -hmm. right. The, Mary Noble definitely is the most typical soap opera in terms of, of of everything that happens to her and just the way you know. And all the uh, drama that goes along with it. Everybody right. feels sorry for poor Mary. Where, yeah. Where was Mary born? When was Mary where, born? Where? What state? Where? What state? Oh wait a minute! She was a poor country girl in the city. She was a she was a little girl from. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember having heard that. But I don't remember. She was a little girl from Iowa who grew up who grew up to marry a matinee star. Oh yeah. Yeah, she was a country kid. Uh -huh. And you know uh -huh. who was who was supposed to have been? I think. One of the one of the Gary Nobles was supposed to have been Guy Sorrell, I think. I think you're or, probably right. Yeah. But I know he's not. I know he's not in, in any of the ones that we have. Right. Um, but Guy Sorrell, of course, was Mary Jane Hickby's husband. Yes, and he read a lot of talking books, uh, too, yeah. for the American Foundation for the Blind. Uh, he was one of the one of the better readers, I thought, because he was really good with the French stuff. Anyway, that, well, that might be a good gift sometime, Patricia. See to any of um, Mary Jane Hickby's. Was it Tune In Tomorrow? Her first, her first book, her book on her career in radio. It was done in the sixties. I wanted to hang them out there for a penny, out there on the internet. That might. I don't be. know. I don't know, but that that used to be a talking book. Yep. And and I don't know whether American Foundation would ever release it. And. You know, it really bothers me that that they got rid of some of their stuff read by the real authors. I know. 
and then they had it recorded by somebody else because it was a later edition. But I mean, they had a complete, the complete God, in God we trust, all others pay cash, read by Gene Shepard, and they got rid of it. And they also had a, a book by Ruth Gordon, who was married to uh, Garson Canaan. Yes, yes. I mean, and that is just having her read an entire book. I mean, that's a treasure. Yep, she was a movie actress and everything. Yeah, but, uh, they got rid of them. I mean, they just, you know, I can't believe it. Well, even uh, Walter Burden used to read read at Braille Institute. I wonder if they kept any of his recordings. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. that, that, I didn't know he did that. Yeah. Well, listen, next 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 Saturday I will probably have a, a, a full report. and. Uh, I hope it's a good one. Hopefully with good news, yeah. So I will be talking to you guys later, and keep up the good work. We will. Thanks, Kurt. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mary Jane Higby, tune in tomorrow, and the subtitle is, or, How I Found the Right to Happiness with Our Gal Sunday, Stella Dallas, John's Other Wife, and I guess a couple of others. Yeah, because she was the star of What a Girl Marries. All right. So, yes, it is up here, and it is available. All right. That's a good one? Well, it's something I haven't read, and I always sort of wanted to read that sometime. Hey, I want to mention... Before we go to the next call, our uh, friend Gloria McMillan. Mm-hmm. She and her husband tonight are performing a soft shoe routine. Seriously? Yes, really? And, and I'm going to the show tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. So you know, how about I have to tell you, people say, oh, soft shoe, doo-dee-doo. That is really a test, in any kind of dancing, is a test of stamina. They did, so four, good on them. they did a four-hour rehearsal last night to get ready for the show tonight. Wow. Hello there. You're on the air. Hey, it's Treasure Ivan. Hi. Hey, Treasure. Hey, Treasure Ivan. How are you? I'm real good tonight. How are you guys? <laughs> oh, just dandy. Just dandy. And I got my package. I didn't open it yet. Oh, really? I have. Shame I got, on me. I got two chickens, a CD. And the cards, and if Ivan comes to the Spurvac me, me and Mom want you to autograph her CD. Because she's oh, already yeah, kidnapped it. With pleasure. She kidnapped and, it already. No, we're going to really, we're working on it. Oh, that'd be great. That, so how are you doing? Uh, well, I'll tell you, I went to a garage sale today. Uh-huh. And I came out with uh, 29 Armed Forces radio discs of... Uh, Hollywood Bowl season 1961 huh. uh, with uh, special guests, Isaac Stern, uh, uh, Byron Janis, um, Marilyn Horn. Wow. Summer season uh, is on these discs. So uh, Are they the 16-inch Ivan or are they... Uh, oh, these are, these are 33. These are LPs. LPs. Wow. They're definitely uh, Armed Forces Radio. says that all over them. Yeah. Wow, we're talking with Ivan in California, who is our very own treasure, Ivan, on Yesterday USA. Um, Walden, when um, Nolan talks about his time overseas, what time period was he there? Was he there during 1961? No, uh, he came in about 64. No, okay, never mind. Nolan Kenner, who is one of our guys on the team, uh, spent time in Germany with the Armed Forces Radio. Uh-huh. 
I missed by a couple of years. Nolan, if you're listening, Nolan was going on a trip with his son this weekend. But maybe if he's listening tonight, he'll give us a call. So, so that is really exciting. Who in the world had something like that at a garage sale? It's crazy. The garage sales up here are really pretty unusual. I mean, this happened. I have a. I'm looking right now at a poster that I got recently, um, uh, and I asked a woman, "Where did you get this poster?" It's a poster of Orson Welles. Uh, you've seen it, I'm sure. Right after War of the Worlds, when he kind of realized what he had, you know, uh, what he'd done, so to speak. Uh huh. But it's a, it's a huge poster. It was framed, and I got that for like four dollars. <laughs> oh my gosh! Today, I got these records for fifty cents a piece. Wow. I mean, it was really, you know, an amazing thing. And I, I let Spurdback know on, online, and they said about, you know, so we're going to be, we're going to be uh, copying them. You know, we're going to make sure that, that, that we're able right. to duplicate them. And they, they all begin with uh, a voice. I mean, these were not broadcast, as far as I can discern. Uh, they just seem to be just straight recordings from Hollywood Bowl. They all begin with an announcer coming in saying, you know, welcome to Hollywood Bowl. Uh, looks like it sounds like to me because I went to some of those bowl programs, like the voice you would hear on the speaker there, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he uh, comes on, and then they do this, the the uh, the national anthem is played, the Star Spangled Banner in each program, and then they go into the you know full um, like two discs runs I guess close to two hours, and you hear the entire uh, program that was done uh, that night. I mean it's it's uh, wow what a treat I should. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's yeah. A, I don't know where it came from. I just maybe somebody's grandfather had them stashed in the. Who knows? You know. I mean, we didn't really ask. I mean, I was so shocked to find so many. I just kind of took them and watched. <laughs> I mean, I could have. For asked fifty cents, yes, you bet. But this happens around here, and you look. I mean, this is kind of a rural area. It's not rural exactly, but it certainly is is out there in the country. And I don't know who owned. I mean, I got some other stuff as well today. Some. Some German, I guess it's German opera on 78 from uh, 1929. I checked on on, uh, on the internet. Same mm-hmm. thing, 50 cents a disc. You know? So, uh, yeah, the collection here is really fun, to say the least. When, when you score, you really do. So that's, that's a great topic. What unusual things people have found at garage sales? That would be a great topic one day. Yeah, it sure would. Oh. I mean, yeah. Here, I mean, they joke that the, the main industries here are, are thrift stores and god sales. I mean, there's so much. <laughs> and they ain't just fooling around. I mean, you can really good. find some incredible stuff. So. Oh, um, you, can't, you can't survive as a county on the sales, um, sales taxes from garage sales, can you? I don't know. I'm doing okay. I really like it. I mean, I really love doing it. I mean, that is so funny. Fun. It really is. It, it's really uh, nice. Cause, I mean, this is stuff that in New York, I wouldn't even think about what I would have paid for. What I paid 15 bucks for this whole assortment of records today, and this would have been a whole lot more than I've been in the city. So, It's fun. It really is. It's a good time. Fun stuff. I don't even know they even had garage sales in Manhattan, wouldn't they? No, no, they didn't. <laughs> they don't have garages in Manhattan. That's what I mean. Oh, you go to, you got to, to, to uh, what do they call them? Uh, I don't even remember anymore, but you got, they have flea markets, a lot of fl- flea markets there and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and here, of course, you're not, you know, just set up something outside your house, so it's very different. The overhead is uh, minimal, to say the least. So. Yeah, so we've been doing that, and, uh, you know, we're, we're really, uh, 
I think we're going to make it down there, and I will, you know, let you know. But I think we're going to be able to. Let make me it. know. Bill, Bill and Kim are staying over Friday night, so if you're down here Friday, yeah. maybe you get together with them for dinner or something. That's where we would get down because I'm doing a concert uh, uh, in Santa Barbara at 10:30 in the morning. So, it, you know, should be, you know, we should be able to pull it off. I'm pretty sure we will. It'd be great. And yeah, it's the, now, my, now that my shoulder's healing, I'm actually getting some uh, some good work here, and uh, that's really good to be back doing that again. Shame on me, I haven't asked you about that. How are you doing? Much better, you know. That it, it, it's uh, the fact that I'm keeping with the program of physical therapy and doing the pulleys and doing the weights and doing all that stuff. It's really a difference. I mean, I have a I actually have a range of motion now. And I can, I'm no great guitar player. I have a guitar player who works with me who is a great guitar player. But I'm able to strum for 40 minutes. And, you know, I put it on ice when I go, I'm through. But uh, it's, it's, it's a whole lot better. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. Wow. Well, I am so glad. Yeah. I yeah. can't think. Um, there are very few places in the body that would be more painful to have surgery than a shoulder. It Pretty really rough. is Pretty a rough. very rough. painful now place. Now over. It's over, you know. It seems to be, uh, but but I had it twice. You know, I mean, I had two two shoulder surgeries. Yeah. The first one just didn't wow. quite work out right, and so uh, it's working, you know. And I'm really grateful. I'm very grateful, you know, just to be to be. Uh, I'm gonna be 69 years old next week, or two weeks from now, you know, right away. And um, <laughs> so, you know, to the fact that I'm still working, giving concerts, and I'm I'm really pretty blessed. You know, it's pretty pretty. So when's your birthday, Ivan? May what? Fourth. May 4th. Actually, no, I'll tell you a funny little side story. Next Saturday. My driver's license yes. May the 3rd because it seems that I was born at like 1.15 in the morning on May the 4th during the war. Everybody was in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> made out the birth certificate, wrote down May the 3rd. So, oh. and, and, I, and I, all my life I've been May the 4th, and then I went to get a driver's license like 10 years ago. And I said, they said, when's your birthday? I said, May the 4th. And the guy says, nope, it's May the 3rd. I said, and he says, well, it says here, May the 3rd. I said, my father says May the 4th. I'm sure. <laughs> so anyway, they, uh, they said, if you want to, you've got to say this. So that, I do it. So I say that. Interesting. Well, that must mess you up. How did, how did you get that straightened out with the government with things like Social Security? I, your I, Social Security number. Social Security, I did. And now here I'm telling the whole world, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems to be okay. But tell me something, Waldy, you might know this. Isn't it true that Bing Crosby's birthday was May 2nd, but for some reason he was made the 3rd? Wasn't there a little confusion about uh, that? I think so. Well, I know there was a di- different on the... He was... Not true, my understanding, the, the county records burned down. That's why there's a little no, discrepancy. Thing, huh? Yeah. But no, he was born... Yeah. Technically... May second of nineteen oh four. Uh so and but it could have been the third. Well you know who was born May third. Pete Seeger. Yeah. But Norman Norman Corwin. Oh, okay. Norman was yeah. born May third. Uh who else? Audrey Hepburn was May fourth. Yeah. I always like that one. And uh, last night we played a show because Kate Smith was born May first. Okay. Got so all the seniors, seniors in May, are pretty good, you know. So from, anybody, I'm going to give uh, uh, Patricia the same question I gave you last. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. I know this is a good one. Mm-hmm. This morning, Patricia, we, on my Treasure Island show, we played a record called "Tom and Jerry and the Fire Engine," which was made in 1951. 
Okay. And it was uh, the, the extraordinary thing about this and the other five or six Tom and Jerry records for children that they made on the MGM label, they were narrated, narrated by Guess Who. Guess Who, Tom and Jerry? Um, narrated, the story well, the, of Tom and Jerry. The, the most unlikely children's narrator, and I mentioned this to you in an email, would be Boris Karloff, but I don't, I don't know. No, who, no. It may be, it's right up there with Boris Karloff, I have to say. Bella Lugosi. No, no. I give. They, okay, well, here's, here's, here's a clue. Who was, who knows? Who knows? What's evil? <gasps> well, we we got Bill Johnstone in there. Right. Think of the else? other one. Think of the, the later one. I don't know. Brett Morrison. Brett Morrison. Oh, my goodness. Now, Brett Morrison. What, what did he sound like? So, he's such a great narrator. He's, oh, Tom's running down the same shape, Jerry, and it's really, uh, it's a whole lot of fun to listen to. Brett so. Morrison was an interesting case. Um... I don't know. There is an Arthur Godfrey show out there when Arthur had the talent scout mm-hmm. that you could hear Brett Morrison sing opera. Oh, wow. Uh, Brett uh, Morrison okay. was a professional singer who wanted to be in opera. Amazing. And, and this one, he was. And then in the 60s, he spent a whole career dubbing foreign language films. Amazing. Be- he really did a lot of stuff. Oh, that. yeah. Uh, Very that's great. That's amazing. Now, as a well, as a narrator, yeah, I, Ivan. Yesterday, yesterday, USA will be repeating both those shows starting on Tuesday for the next two weeks. So, if you want to hear Brett Morrison uh, narrate Tom and Jerry, and I'd really recommend it, it comes at the beginning of the program, and it's really a treat. So. Yes, I do. Now, as a narrator, did he have the same timber, the deep timber in his voice that we recognize from The Shadow? I would say no. I, it's, he has a, it's a very, I mean, I was seven years old when this came out, this particular record, and I remember vividly that was all I wanted for Christmas was the Tom and Jerry and the fire engine. No kidding. It's really so, upbeat, and uh, you'll have to decide for yourself. You can tell me more. Okay. It's be interesting. You know, in the, in the late, in the early 40s, he was Mr. First Nighter. He was the one. Oh, really? Yes. Wow, amazing, amazing. Wow. So you you can hear that voice. So people yeah. who might want to listen to this, you might want to compare it to the ocean, to the shadow voice or to the Mr. First Nighter voice. It'd be interesting. You're narrating a cartoon, of course. It's very fast paced. Mm-hmm. That's that's he he really really keeps up with it incredibly well. Yeah. Wow. Check it out. Yeah. All right. Do you are you in the market for a trivia question tonight? I sure always, yeah. Yeah, you usually get away with um I didn't think of Wild Bill Hickok. I remembered Sugar Pops Are Tops was the sponsor, but I couldn't remember Wild Bill Hickok. Right. All right. And and who who's who was his buddy? The question was that, that was the question Andy Devine is jingles, yeah. Right. Very good. That Very I, good. And they go, Sugar Pops are Tops. Kellogg's sugar corn pops. Bang bang. What? Yeah. Sugar pops are tops. Yeah. All right. Let me see what we got here. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is good. It was pretty big. What? In the, in the early 70s. Yeah, early, very early 70s. I wrote a commercial that goes, be ready to see if you know this one. It goes, take life easy. Slow down, America. You don't need to move so fast. 
You can make this lifetime last. You ready? Pour the wine, Italian Swiss colony wine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. And you got paid for that. I got paid and I bought better wine than Italian Swiss for it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! What which wine did Orson Welles advertise? Mm, great question. I remember the commercials, but I do not remember what kind of wine. Um, it's no wine before it's uh, no wine is. Oh gosh, before it's time. Uh huh. Uh, I can't remember before it's time. Um, so what's my trivia time. question? Okay, your trivia question is a Dick Powell series, Rogues Gallery. Mm, had I'm, an unusual gimmick. Yeah, go ahead. This is, this is multiple choice. Would you like to take a shot at it, or do you want me to go multiple I choice? Oh, wait, I can't. She's writing her novel on her 1929 Underwood uh, typewriter right now, and I promised I would never interrupt her when she's doing that. So, uh, okay, I probably won't get this one, because I don't, I don't know. Uh, if okay, here, here is your multiple choice. This okay. is the shtick. They had a running gimmick. Okay. First one, the hero is killed in every episode but comes back to life next week. The hero is a werewolf. The oh. hero is knocked out in every episode and ascends to cloud eight. Watch this. Or and the hero... Answer that was right saying, and Arthur Q. Bryan was the one who would talk to him when he got knocked out like that. So that's the, that's the answer you want to pick? Definitely. That's it. Wow. Very good. Dick Powell series, Rogues Gallery. Uh, knocked out in every episode, as every good detective should. And that, what was the name of the character? That yeah, that's he, right. What was the name of the character he talked to? I, that I don't remember. I know that it was played by Arthur Q. Bryan. Right. Oh, I, I don't either, Walden. I don't think I've listened to three of oh, these. Oh, here's the, here the, here the name of Ugo because it was uh, Rogue spelled backwards. Oh, I, I remember you told us that one yeah. week. Yeah. Here's my question then. Ugar. And who was that character? Made an album for children. One of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you remember? And, and it was a, it was called Happy Habits. And it was an album <laughs> of uh, monkeys aren't as clean as we are. Uh, uh, it was really an insane album. Anyway, <laughs> name of his name in this was... At, they didn't call him Arthur Q. Bryan. His name was, I will tell you, Waymond Wadquiff. Uh, and you know <laughs> no, what? No, and that's no, the, that's, no, no, no. And that's the character he used on the Great Gillespie. Uh -huh. When the Great Gillespie had a secretary, that was the name of the that was the name of the secretary. He did an album for children under the name of Waymond Wadquiff. <laughs> Unreal. And it's really a, a pretty amazing one. So. I mean, you know, sometimes I wonder how kids grew up straight. You know, when I mean straight, I mean like straight well, in their heads. <laughs> um, unreal. But I don't think that, well, we're trying, you know, we have a, a slogan for the program at this point, which is, it's never too late to have a worthwhile childhood. <laughs> have a happy childhood. But no, we know better than that. But what we're saying is whatever happened to you in your childhood, if you take a look at it again, you'll find that it is whatever you became, you know, started out there. How many? We're really trying to do it. I'm taking this as almost a mission. How many kids records do you have? A lot. I don't know. I really a lot. This, this counts. A lot, yeah. A whole lot. Uh, a whole lot. So, the 78s are the prize one. I, I so are, so are, are we saying there's more that fill up a room? 
Well, it seems so. I mean, we're, we, it's funny. We went to a hardware store today because we're trying to get these things in order. Uh-huh. Uh, not that I'm not the most uh, <laughs> orderly guy in the world, but <laughs> they're kind of strewn around a lot. But we have a lot, an awful lot of records. Uh-huh. And, and some tapes. I have a tape of Uncle Don uh, the day after Hiroshima was bombed. Oh. I heard that one. No, you ever hear it? I would love to hear it sometime. You sure would. Okay, I will. I mean, it's really a, a, an unbelievable uh, to show how much times have changed. What he says is essentially that the Japanese were bad and we had to spank them. That's that's wow. part of his Wow. Just an amazing, you know. Wow. So and we try to mix all these up and just said, look, I feel like I can play anything. I mean, if it's Little Black Sambo or anything. Mm-hmm. As long as I keep my heart light about it, mm-hmm. you know. As long as I get heavy-handed and take it side, mm-hmm. or something, say, say, "This is the way it was in 1945." This is I censored perfectly. This is the way it was. It was precisely, and and to not know history is to not know what you're doing now, you know. So, anyway, exactly. uh, this is. I tell you, this career as Treasure Ivan is. I, I loved what I've done for the last 25 years singing with children, but by golly. This feels like it's it's pretty important, and you know when I get a letter like the one I read to you last week from that yeah. mother, who says we listen to it together, we bake cookies together, and you know, and and we uh, we play Candyland, and then I just feel really good about what's going on because indeed we listen indeed. tonight. Even I listen tonight to the uh, on, on C-SPAN. We listen to Obama's uh, uh, what is it, the the uh, oh yeah he got you know thing yeah yeah he had the and when Conan O'Brien did maybe 15 minutes of shtick, and we sat here staring at each other because we realized we don't have a television, we're not at all into this culture, and we didn't get it. In fact, one point he said somebody, I can't remember who it was, oh yeah, he said that um, uh, Stephanopoulos, he said it was so small he could hide behind a crumb. And Ava looked at me and said, what's so funny? And I said, what about if it had been Alan Ladd handing uh-huh. crumb? Then she laughed. Yes. Yeah. So we're so completely out of t- out of the loop, so to speak, with with the you know the culture. We were really we were really impressed by it. I said, "Wow, we were really not. We just don't watch TV. We just don't have that you know that consciousness." And then mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I think it uh, makes us all you know makes us happier. You have different dimensions that a lot of us have never given ourselves an opportunity to develop. Well, the way I look at it, we only got so many hours here today, and I mm-hmm. might as well spend with the best. You're damn straight. That's you know? Right. You know? That's right. Yeah. Way to go. Well, I say damn. All I'm right. Ivan, I've, got, I've got Gangbusters, Dick Powell, The Saint. I still have to dig through my stuff and find your Canary show, but I know I have it. And uh, Sam Spade. What else would you like? I love like? Gangbusters. I love those low-life guys in Gangbusters. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Gangbusters yeah. is in your envelope. What else would you like? Yeah, okay. Hey guys, it's been wonderful. <laughs> Ivan, 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 what other show? What other show you want? What What else would you like in your envelope? Well, we got some saints coming from my dentist who who doesn't know that right, 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 who doesn't, yeah, who doesn't believe he existed. Yeah, right, but he will now. With, and um, and you know, gangbusters those, and uh, uh, Dick Powell. Yeah, the detective show that you sent. That what's it called? I can't remember at the moment. Bunny Nichols. No, those real weird ones. The one about the guy with the, the, the remember the guy with his feet, uh, the snakes that were crawling around the guy's feet. Front page detective was it? I don't know. Oh. Detective mysteries. It was a magazine show. Oh, detective. Oh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, detect- I like them all. We listen to everything. Detective. So, 
Did he test the story? Is it, or something like that, Patricia? Right, right. That was it. Yeah, mm -hmm. front page detective, something mm -hmm. close to that. I sent that? No. Wow. Yeah, I got stuff I didn't know I had. Really okay, good. detective. All I'll, really just send, shows. Uh, I'll just send more detectives. The other night was, this guy was a Buddhist, <laughs> and it was as if, it was as if, you know, he was, he was, oh, that was a chloroform. Something about his wife was killing him slowly with chloroform. And she did it because he was a Buddhist, and we said, my God, this is pretty scary. <laughs> Boy, that is scary. Well, you know, I sent him a detective it's... sampler, you, you know, something from everywhere. So maybe it sneaked <laughs> in there. I don't that remember was... hearing that one. Wow. Detective... Patricia, you're weirder than I thought. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> well, my pleasure. Okay, oh, we'll get some more detectives in there, too. I sound like you're other callers now. I have one more thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> one more thing. I can't let you go, Patricia. Um, what I would like to say is, that book that I sent you about Hecky, the guy, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Yeah. Oh, sometime before Christmas. I'd like to get it back. No hurry, mm -hmm. but if you could send it to me. You certainly will. It'll be out okay, with no your, uh, when I finish with you, your CDs. I'm planning to of, put all of them together in the same envelope. Oh, of course. I never thought of that. That's great. Cool. All right. I love you both. Same here, Ivan. Oh, thanks, Ivan. You have a great night, and say hi to Eva for us, please. I will, as soon as she emerges from her uh, novel writings. Love okay. you. Okay. Love you. Bye-bye. We have an eclectic family, dude. No doubt about oh, that. Oh, my goodness. Just great fun. Great fun. 714-545-2071. And I bet Patricia is finally awake. No, she isn't. She's, She's pretending. <laughs> hello there. You're on the air. Hey, it's Matt from Mojave. Hello, Matt. Well, hello, Matt. How are you? Matt hey. in California. Hi, How you doing? Dandy. Not much. Not um, much? Yeah, I'm not doing much. Um, how are you guys doing? I am fine. And I'll bet I our weather is warmer than your weather. Wait a, minute, wait a minute. I thought she was asleep. I am. Good night. Good night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. I was just so pooped tonight. When Walden called, I was actually nodding off, and I thought, my goodness, somebody has to perk me up. And indeed, everybody did. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're part of the perk committee. Uh, thank you. So what have you been doing this week, Matt? Well, just taking those tests. And before I fin uh, continue, uh, I did ask my teacher... Um, about our conversation on the four years of a certain class. Yes. Uh-huh. And he says he also thinks it's ridiculous um, in some sort of ways if um, the school offers a ROP class that, um, like, um, like culinary or um, law. And uh -huh. he said English won't help you in law, um, but, like, um, language would, like Spanish from... That way you can speak both languages if pulling someone over if you're a um, police officer. Right. Yeah, he says um, four years of English and math isn't necessary. Well, four years of English and math, math are not necessary. Is so, that what you just said? So I'm just wondering, why should we bother to have school? Well, well we should have years of school. Matt, you see what you did? You got them all worked up again. 
You know, we can save a lot of money just have all these teachers retire. They're not. No, I, I'm I'm on your team, Matt. We're we're looking at more pra practical applications. We're we're spending money on school, and we we okay. need to prepare kids okay. for the real world. Okay. So, what would be practical courses to teach kids? Well, he he just mentioned a couple. Yeah, but I want a whole curriculum. No, we don't yes, want to go do. there again. Yes, we do. Yes, we no, do. No, we don't. Yes, we do. <laughs> No, we don't. I, I think there should be a course how to ki teach kids how to balance their checkbooks. You know. There, now, that's a that's practical application. Yes. Life experiences, life skills. Schools used to give a program like that. I know. They don't anymore, do they, Matt? You guys learn how to... Oh, I've, I've never heard of one. I think that should be... That should be... Um, Pretty required. That everyone should... Yeah. I, I think uh -huh. kids, kids should know how the banking system works. They should know how to money, how credit exactly. cards... Exactly. They, they, they should learn how money works. Mm-hmm. One of our elementary schools had a very progressive principal who set up programs like that for kids. They had, they actually had paper money, and they had to deposit it. No way, money, you know, it was, it was like monopoly money, and they had to deposit it in. They, they just kind of thrust themselves at. They're lazy. Month, you're going to have somewhere around a dozen eggs, and you've got five chickens. 